Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of Hooligan Radio. I am Zach, and I'm joined with my amazing co-host, Isaiah and Josh. How are you both doing this fine 4th of July weekend? Dude, I am roasted, dude. I got hit with a Roman candle or whatever the fuck those things are called. Was it a Roman candle battle, at least, or were you just playing with it and unfortunately... No, I was just chilling and somebody shot me with it, dude. I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Oh, that's the worst. I know yesterday... uh, with not a lot of cities doing a bunch of like the organized fireworks, I think every sky was just littered with fireworks going off in people's backyards and parking lots. It was an absolute mess, but truly, truly, Fourth of July fireworks fashion, you can never go through one without seeing them. Yeah, I, uh, in my new place, there's a big field behind where we live because they're building houses and people were just lighting them off, like literally right there behind my place. So. It was cool to see. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Isaiah, do you want to go ahead and start us off this week? Yeah, sure. I bring somber news as over the course of the last week, um, suicide taken a uh, member of the gaming Cuban community. His name is Reckful. Um, he's in esports. He played esports. Uh, he, he got big streaming World of Warcraft, actually, and... Um, it was a big sad. It was really, it was like absolutely crazy because I normally during the workday I watch people on Twitch, um, and I was watching one of my favorite streamers, and he kind of just got off abruptly. So I switched to another one of my favorite streamers, and then they got off abruptly, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" So I checked Twitter, um, and people were tweeting things, and I like did not know what was going on for like an hour, and then people started tech, like tagging him and being like, "Rest in peace," and like it is absolutely eerie whenever you click on somebody's twitter profile and like their last tweet is from hours ago mm-hmm. and people are saying that he's dead so that was a trip for me um people are actually holding like ceremonies for him and stuff in world of warcraft um all sides of whatever the fuck world of warcraft shit even means mm-hmm. um so yeah that kind of rocked the streaming world um, and people are still talking about it. And obviously, if you are having thoughts like that, you should get in touch with someone or something that can give you a hand. Um, we hate to see somebody go like that. That is for sure. Dude, I wanted to make sure that that was addressed on the podcast because I know there's quite a few people out there who um, feels like this guy did. And I know that I've had those feelings before. So if you can't find help, absolutely try to find help. And um, that's all I'll say on that, really, because I didn't know much about him. But, hey, mm-hmm. um, on in some lighter news, they finally gave the release date for Horizon Zero Dawn's PC release. Uh, that will be August 7th. They showed that um, earlier this week, and that is probably, like, the next game I plan on buying. Um, but that will be after I move, so who the fuck knows, dude? Mm-hmm. Don't know. It'll be a good time. So you've played Horizon Zero Dawn, Zach. Did you actually end up beating it? So this is one I haven't completely finished. I think I actually, my second run through, through I think I only made it about 50%, which was at least better than like the 10% I did the first time. Um, but I think this is actually something that I'm probably going to repurchase on the PC once it drops to actually go through and then complete it. Um I did really enjoy the game, but unfortunately just things came up and never really got back into it. Yeah, I think that the struggle that I have, well, uh, I have two struggles actually, but one of them that I noticed is um, 
the game has a lot of mechanics and controls that if I don't like finish a game over the course of X amount of time or like consecutively play it like religiously, I'll forget those. And then whenever I'm trying to play the game, I'm like, I don't know how to fucking do anything. So Mm -hmm. I have to restart from the beginning. Um, so it'll be good, dude, because if I switch it to keyboard and mouse or controller on my PC, then I'll take the time to, time to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other problem is I have the game case, um, but I do not have the disc, and I have absolutely zero <laughs> idea where that disc could possibly even be, so I cannot play it on my PlayStation. So, well, at least you have a nice collectible for the future. Yeah. Have the case. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Probably just throw it away when I move. But <laughs> yeah, um, the main character of um, Horizon Zero Dawn is easily uh, one of my favorite characters to come from this console iteration. Alloy is the goat. I think she actually goes Aloy, right, or something like that. Yeah, I, I think, don't remember. I think it is closer to Aloy, but I absolutely one hundred percent agree. I think out of all of the games that I've played on the PS4, and unfortunately, that hasn't been too much since getting the PC. Um, but just in general, with the PS5, like I mean, with the PS4, like you said, she is one of the characters that sticks with you and just leaves that long-lasting effect on you. Um, and it's not too often that you get those amazing characters and that amazing character development in games. Um, overall, just an amazingly built game, and I'm really excited to see it come out. Josh, I know you have a PS4. Have you played this one? I have not. I've heard about it from you guys and everything, but um, no, I have not played it myself. I would say to borrow from Isaiah, but I guess a ghost got there quick. If I can find one, find my copy, I'll let you borrow it. It's definitely a game worth trying. It's one of those games where if you, I feel like you really can't say you've played the PS4 unless you played that game or at least attempted to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It is easily Spider-Man level of good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that is the only news that came out of this week. I'm going to kick the ball over to Josh. Popcorn. Yeah. Um, well, guys, the top three is back this week because there's no news. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I went with a little bit more of an easier one, kind of a more uh, has more choices and could really go uh, a number of different ways. So this week we're going to be talking about our top three fast food items. So this is any type, any mm-hmm. item of food from any fast food restaurant. And uh, really I would define what fits into fast food is all of their locations having a drive-thru. That, I mean, that's just, I think, the easiest way to describe it. Um, but I'm not really going to be strict with that. If, you know, you want to throw something else in there that's a little bit more fast casual, but I'm going to say stick more to just the, the lower-level fast food for this one. Um, <laughs> but uh, So today's order is going to be Zach, and then Isaiah, and then myself. Yes. Snake draft order. Uh, so, Zach, oh, Zach, whenever you're ready to kick it off, your favorite fast food item. Man, I'm so happy I'm going first because I don't think this one would have made it made it to me at three or two. Uh, hands down, and the fast food item that has saved my life more times than I have fingers. It's a ketchup packet. It's a ketchup packet. It's not the ketchup packet. That will be easily two. But the Taco Bell quesadilla is. I don't know how many of those I consumed my days at BG, walking home from the bars, (laughs) or just. Thanking the quesadilla wrapper the next morning that I'm still alive because of it. It, whether you're drunk, whether you're 100% sober, it's the perfect fast food meal. It is great. 
Absolutely. Baller pick for the first time in a whole top t- top three <laughs> history. This one, this that finally it's a good pick on the first pick, but it's fine because this is one of those categories where it's not like a live or die situation because I'm going to follow up. <laughs> this is what I'm wondering. Is, are all of our top threes going as going to have a Taco Bell item? Because I have to go with the cheesy roll-up. The cheesy mm-hmm. roll-up, that motherfucker is so clutch. You're like, I'm like a little bit hungrier than that meal that I'm going to order. I'm just going to grab one cheesy <laughs> I would love my soft tortilla with a piece of cheese in it. With some cheese inside. Thank you. No, I also agree with that. Another very solid Taco Bell pick. Plus, I think it's like only 89 cents or a dollar or something. Great item, yeah, I think if you're ever oh, taking so Taco Bell home like through the drive-thru, no matter what you're ordering, you can always just throw on a cheesy roll-up to eat in the car. And if you're a real clutch, you can add the same sauce that they put in the quesadillas to your cheesy roll-up, if you ask. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never thought of that. That's clutch move right yeah, I gotta there. try that for sure. That's basically like a, like a cheese quesadilla then, right there. God, I'm just hungry. Why do we do this? <laughs> I'm saying, how, start many, with this how many of these items am I going to end up eating? <laughs> Yeah, Damn, bro. Back right now. Um, well, since you both picked Taco Bell, I'll go a different direction because there's still a ton of Taco Bell items I could pick, but um, I'll, I'll wait until maybe if one gets back to me at the end. So I have two in a row here for my first one. I got to go with what I think is just the absolute best food, fast food item. It's going to be McDonald's McNuggets. McDonald's Nuggets. You're going to go with the McDonald's Nuggets. You crazy bastard. Okay. The McNugget. Now, you could argue that there are other places to where their nuggets might be better sometimes, but the McNugget is the most consistently delicious fast food item. It's never. Its floor is so high. It's never going to be like you're not in the mood for it or it's going to like. It's always good. It might not be the excellent best all the time, but it's always good. Mm -hmm. And then. I'm gonna go second. I'm gonna go second with Arby's curly fries. You know, absolutely. What? I uh, no. no. Listen, Just fuck not. you, Zach. Don't even talk. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Can't I'm not you. exactly sure what the what either of yours reaction is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I. I'm just gonna say this now. I'll take the heat for this. I am no longer an Arby's fan. Arby's used to hold a special place to my heart, as you both know. But uh, I just can't do it anymore. And once you realize like, that, I have morals. Relax. When your meat comes as a liquid and then <laughs> solidifies to be fed to your customers, I can't do it. What do you mean? All fast food meat is a liquid at some point. I don't know that for the other places. Like I know that definite for Arby's. Hey, I'm not. I'm not commenting on the meat. I'm just commenting on the fries, <laughs> which are delicious. You're right. You're right. I just threw them all together. But you're right. Jesus Christ. Also. The- I would also just sorry to go back, but I would also say I would give the McDonald's the McDonald's chicken nuggets a heads up over all of the other chicken nuggets for the fact that they used to offer the 50 piece. That is yes, still holds a, a lot of positivity for me. What do you mean? You can order a 50 piece at Wendy's. It's just going to cost you money. I want yeah, 50 chicken you, nuggets. <laughs> yeah, but you just can't. But back in the day, you got the 50 piece. They gave you the Fox. own special container yeah, with all the special oh. like sauces on the side. Like You knew it. They gave you special trash. 
Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm going to have to pull this one out. Um, this one is uh, my... Uh, actually, I'll, I think I'll save my heater for the last one, because I don't think you guys are going to think of this one. Um, but at the next one, I'm going to go with those McDonald's apple pies. Those motherfuckers? Mm. Those guys are clutch as hell. No, uh, ice cream yeah. machine's always broken. Gotta get a sweet in there. <laughs> You're like, I'm oh, one of them pies, dude. There's like two for a dollar. Watch. I 100% agree. I was actually going to say the sweet pie ones, like the cream ones that they always have around the holiday time. Oh, those yeah. are yeah. smack. They're yeah, so they good. Like the strawberry and cream pies, those are fucking... But I didn't want to get all in the nitty-gritty of LTOs, dude. We're not talking <laughs> LTOs. I'm trying to talk about people's. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so I guess it's me. I get two, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you're done. Uh, so this one might out. This one might take some plaque. I'm going to say the Wendy's hamburger, and I guess I'll just say like hamburger cheeseburger as a whole. Dave's classic. Th- yeah, just absolutely much better, miles better than other fast food restaurants burgers, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, just something I don't. If it is truly. Uh, refrigerated and not frozen they're doing it right everyone should follow because they have the best burgers hands down compared to any other fast food restaurant and now this third one I've been going back and forth between which one I wanted to choose but if this counts as fast food I'm going with Sheets hot dogs (laughs) okay I'll allow that (laughs) I'll allow it because that is such a shitty pick. <laughs> That's another one of those things where I could walk into sheets anytime, hit the little button for two do- for two hot dogs for a dollar, and just walk out perfectly happy. I'm telling you right now, if there was a sheets in downtown Bowling Green, Zach and I would not be able to record this podcast. We would have died. One hundred percent. They they should never get a sheets because I know for a fact there's other people like that, like how Isaiah and I were at BG that would die. That right. if they put a sheets where that Circle K is, we would literally have not lived to see this day. Yeah, we would have walked there on a Tuesday, just like fuck it, dude. Let's walk to sheets. Yeah, it's sheets. Like it's right there. <laughs> yeah, so I'll allow it. The hot dogs, though, nah, okay, I'll give that to you. They're pretty good and they're really cheap. But oh, I love them. My clutch heater, bro. My Antonio Brown of this draft has got to be the Chick-fil-A Frosted Lemonade. If you guys don't fuck with Chick-fil-A Frosted Lemonade, Mm. you guys are fucked up. That shit. I don't even know how that works. You put lemonade in ice cream, and now all motherfuckers is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. No, I think that's out of all of the drinks from fast food restaurants, I would definitely say that's top three. Top tier, 100%. Um, okay, so then my last pick, uh, god, there's, it's just like there's so much still out there, um, but I'm probably gonna have to go with, uh, Dairy Queen Blizzard. Mmm. Okay, but what's, like, your number one kind? What's your go-to Blizzard, Oh, me personally, number one, um, probably, probably Reese's, Reese's Pieces. Reese's Reese's Classic. <laughs> um, I will say you? though, I will say though, I love they always have really good seasonal flavors, so I'm always willing to try them because they're usually always delicious. Right now they have a, it's called like a Oreo cheesecake or something like that, and it's delicious. 
I think Dairy Queen is easily one of the most underrated fast food restaurants by far. Even when you just mentioned the Blizzard there, I was like, oh, damn, I completely forgot about Dairy Queen. The chicken strip basket should have been on this list. Yeah, (laughs) the chili cheese dogs are delicious. I was about to say, I would have chosen the Dairy Queen footlong hot dog over the Sheets to to hot dog. A footlong hot dog? Yeah, it's... Uh, Zach got them all the time. (laughs) I had one last week, not even kidding. (laughs) All right, next (laughs) week. Top three Dairy Queen food items. (laughs) Totally do. Um, But Uh, obviously a ton still out there for uh, honorable mentions. We didn't even get into breakfast, but, um, you know, sausage muffin with egg or egg muffin, whatever your preference is on that. Um, Mm -hmm. No one said Baja Blast, which I guess you don't need to get it from Taco Bell anymore, so I can kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't a lot of drinks on this, so I figured that the Baja Blast was going to be my clutch pick whenever I was thinking about it at two. But I was like, since there's ice cream in the frosted lemonade, it's kind of more of a food. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about drinks no, because right, so Josh- McDonald's, because McDonald's Coke is yeah. easily number pick on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, McDonald's Coke, yeah, is up there as well. Um, so, Josh, you said Reese's Pieces. Isaiah, what's your go-to Blizzard? My go-to Blizzard, um, well, my favorite Blizzard of all time is the Cotton Candy Blizzard, but that is a seasonal item. That is a summer item. If I, other than that, I don't really get a Blizzard. If they don't got cotton candy, I don't get Blizzards, bro. Mm. I get the peanut butter or peanut whatever butter, the fuck. Peanut Buster Parfait. Yeah. That's a good one. Nice. Also, uh... Just their Sundays, like just their soft serve ice cream overall is delicious. Dude, I don't know what it is, but about the pandemic or however they're doing their food, but every time I drive past the Dairy Queen nowadays, they've got 40 line, forty people in their line during, during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, I drove past two different Dairy Queens today, and both of them had like 15 people at, at least in line. It's also like 90 degrees outside. <laughs> of course you want that ice cream. Save you. I gotta say, oh, yeah. we, I mean, this is a different argument we could have, but all around Chick Fil A is probably my favorite fast food place. But none of their individual items, food wise, like stuck out as like, oh, that item's delicious. It's just all really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Collectively, <laughs> it's a collective whole. I don't know, dude. They're spicy chicken sandwiches. That's definitely honorable mention for me. I probably put that in instead of a McDonald's out pie, but. <laughs> I was thinking about McDonald's apple pie whenever that time came up, and I keep it on my roster. Can I I'm just, just gonna. I, I already know for a fact I'm gonna be thinking that thinking about this topic when I sleep tonight. Like, damn, I really shouldn't have chose those hot dogs and put in like this. <laughs> I just want to say, <laughs> make a mess to it. For anyone that goes to McDonald's and likes and likes a Big Mac, if you want a better version of a Big Mac, go to McDonald's, get a quarter pounder with cheese because they use like actual real beef on the quarter pounders, and then take off the ketchup mustard and put on Mac sauce. It's way better than a Big Mac. Mm, that's a pro oh, tip. Hell yeah, pro tip, dog. I don't know, man. That Mac sauce is something else, dude. That's that's cracking it. Bottle on a sandwich. <laughs> okay, you gotta get out of here, dude. I'm gonna make my dad. Yeah, we're we too far into this. All right, Zach, what do you got? All right, so first, let's go ahead and step into the space of UFOs and aliens. So, in Tokyo, there was an appearance of a mysterious white object in the sky over northern Japan last Wednesday, and it set their social media ablaze with speculation ranging from UFOs to coronavirus incidents um, and even to North Korean propaganda. Um, 
there was a video shown, and it is in the link that I sent you guys, and we'll see, try to get get this onto the Twitter page as well, so you guys can see it. But it all, um, essentially, it's a video of a man holding a camera, zooms in on this white object, and it almost looks like some sort of, for lack of a better term, balloon sort of object, almost, possibly a weather balloon that this truly could be. Um, but if it was some sort of weather balloon or something that just due to the how large it was there should have been some sort of like record that it was happening or that was it was actually up in the sky and the government's come out and said that it wasn't them um private organizations around the area said it wasn't them so a lot of speculation started to rise whether this was a ufo activity or something going on um i even know and some of the threads and some of the articles i was reading people were going to as far as saying this might be something related to godzilla um <laughs> But oh, don't believe that one. <laughs> don't believe that one. But you could see how much speculation just came around this one quick video, um, and it's still something that's being talked about even on some of the news stations around there, even to this day. Yeah. So it's it does straight, straight up look like a, it does straight up look like a balloon. But can anyone explain to me what a weather balloon actually is? It's a balloon they put up in the sky to uh, monitor um, how the air is flowing. Yes, it, it's pretty close to li- just literally a weather balloon. It's a balloon up there that helps to sort of predict or help them come up with like the weather that's going on to be able to see. Um, I actually know at one point in time weather balloons were also used to sort of spy on other countries um, to sort of like see if they can like interfere like radio signals or some sort something like that as well, but mainly just used for weather in its name. Um, but hopefully, we'll see if this anything comes from this. Um, I'm leaning towards the what, truly weather balloon because that's what it looks like. But it's definitely caught a lot of social media attention over the last week. Um, the second article that I wanted to bring up that I think is a, a little bit better. Uh, I'll just read the title of this one first, and we'll go into it a little bit deeper. So, a porn star in, in Spain was arrested after a toad mishap led to a man's death. So, just off of that alone without going into this, what are you, both of your first opinions? There's a lot of weird shit online. That's all I know. <laughs> Just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yes. So, let's go ahead and dive into this article a bit. A Spanish porn a Spanish porn star was arrested and this, this was uh, in June, after a man died during a mystic ritual that led him, that saw him inhale psychedelic toad venom before dying. Oh no! Is it high? <laughs> wait, are those toads in the? Never mind. Wait, all these questions—they don't matter. Keep going. <laughs> so Nacho Vidal was detained last week on manslaughter charges in the southeastern Valencia region in relation to the July 2019 incident, which left a man dead. The Spanish police said the police operation began following the victim's death during the celebration of a mystic ritual based on the ins. Inhalation of venom of the Bo- Bofos alphas toad, a policeman stated. This rare toad is native to the Saurian Desert, which covers parts of northern Mexico, California, and Arizona. It secretes a powerful venom known as FMEO-DMT that is similar to the hallucinogenic, and I always butcher this one, Aeosusic? Ayahuasca. God, that wasn't even close. <laughs> Hey, who's sick? <laughs> That's a tough one. 
Uh, it's fine. You're pure of heart. It's fine. <laughs> thank I you, shouldn't thank. know how to pronounce it either, but hey, here we are. <laughs> but, uh, she was essentially arrested following an 11-month investigation, along with one of her relatives and an employee. Police said that she was carrying out a number of rituals, claiming that they offered special medical benefits. Yeah. Special medical benefits. That's what all drugs would do, actually. Benefits include yeah. death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in... <laughs> this this is one of those articles that it's like you read that title and you're like, all right, that caught my eye. And then you read the first like sentence and you're just like, what am I in store for? Like this absolutely crazy. I can't believe we didn't hear about this in 2019 when it first happened. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. I mean, I feel like this type of stuff happens all over the world though. <laughs> you're right. Um, also the porn actress, uh, Nacho Vidal, she also is known for her Twitter feeds which has full ads of 25 centimetric uh, candles of male genitalia. Great. What? <laughs> she has full ads on her Twitter of 25 centimeter candles of male genitalia. She I... also sells. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> so a little bit of everywhere this week was news. Oh, no. That, I don't know, dude. I just, I just want to thank the Toronto Sun for providing us with such <laughs> interesting things to talk about every week. <laughs> they do need a special shout-out, because they have some of the greatest articles that we've come across. Oh, fuck! My podcast is being hijacked by this guy who looks like a skinny me. Uh, here you go! How's it going, guys? Hey, what is up, up, Elijah? <laughs> so, hey. those of you who don't know, uh, is going to be taking over for Isaiah for his Sea Plate Skip It, because he has something that he would really like to share with us this week for this portion. Hell yeah. So, feel free to take it away. All right. Um, uh, do I need one for each of the categories? Because I have one. Oh, you can if you have them, but feel free just to share what you want to as well. Alright, for sure. Okay, so for See It, I want to strongly recommend something that me and uh, my roommate Vince watched throughout quarantine called Money Heist. It's like a, it was a show that started in Spain, the entire show is in Spanish, but it is so good. It was like a shockingly good show. Hmm. Yeah. It's basically, um, like a super in-depth heist kind of show, so it's really good. I cannot recommend it more. Is so there good. like five seasons of that or something? I was about to say this is the Netflix series, correct? Yeah, it's a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. I think it's two seasons. I might be wrong, but it's one of those shows where every episode's like an hour, so you're like marathoning a movie. Gotcha, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that a lot on my Netflix, like uh, you know, screen when you log in. So. It's always interested me, so I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, it's super good. Um, it's one of those shows, though, where I realized it's hard watching it as a police officer because, like, you want to root for the criminals, <laughs> and he does not. <laughs> um, but for the main thing, um, I really wanted to recommend Play It. I was super lucky enough to get The Last of Us 2 the day it came out. Um, it's a continuation, obviously, of the first one. 
and I don't want to spoil anything because it's very narratively driven, I think more so than the first one, but you essentially get to continuation of the story where it takes place, I think, five or five to ten years after the first game. So Ellie's all grown up, and you get to see her journey as she traverses like through the zombie apocalypse. And the way they develop the like Ellie's story, as well as all of the surrounding characters, is incredible. They, they almost do it like anime style, where every single character you meet is important. Like there's no like throwaway like random character throughout the entire season, like show or game. Excuse me. It's so it's so good. I couldn't get over how good it was. Hmm. So, have you beaten the game? Yeah, um, I. It took me, I think, four or five days, but it's it's incredible. It's I think it's emotional. The ending got like mixed reviews, but when I completed it, I didn't really see any problems with it. Me and Isaiah like nitpicked it because he watched me play it, but I don't I don't see the problem. If the first one's a ten, I'd give the second one at like a nine. Is it? Do you, is there anywhere to grow from this? You feel to where they might be able to do like a part three or like do like a continuation of some sort. Um, they left it open ended for the ending, but I think if they played a part three, I'm not really sure they, where they would go. Mm-hmm. I mean, they left Ellie young enough. Like for example, if the second one was like mostly focused on Joel, it wouldn't make any sense because Joel would be like fifty mm-hmm. by the second one. But, like, for the third one, I'm not really sure what else you could have really Ellie do. Because when you, like, play throughout the game, there's this big emotional oomph in, like, the first hour of gameplay. And without another big oomph that doesn't feel shoehorned, I'm not really sure how that would work. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, wasn't there a huge gap between the first one being released and this one? Isn't it, like, six years, seven years or something? Yeah, so yeah. you essentially got to age along with the characters, so that when you pick the game up, it like the time progression makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's smart. I didn't really put that together. Yeah, um, a lot of the storytelling is done through flashbacks, which I thought was very interesting when it comes to a video game, because most games are very linear, where this game kind of plays in circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. But that was, uh, that's like, I've been dying, like, Every single, like the moment I finished that game, I looked at Isaiah and I was like, "You have to let me talk about this." Platform is available because my tiny Twitter account is not enough. Hell yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, that's good to hear because I have heard, like you said, some mixed things about it. So I'm glad that uh, to have your recommendation because I actually still haven't played the first one, and I was debating whether or not to get into it to play both of them. I would recommend. I think the first one's really... I think the first one, again, I think it's a 10 out of 10 game, but I watched the first one, like the cinematic movie on Netflix. It's like six hours long. Um, and when I picked up the second one, it seemed, it like flows seamlessly. Oh, so it's actually on Netflix, you said? No, it's the first one's just like on YouTube. It's oh, just it's like a guy who watched okay. like, it, yeah. But, yeah, I thought I think I brought that up in the podcast before thinking about doing that because I knew it was a very cinematic game, wondering if I could just watch the first one as opposed to play it. Is that what you would recommend? Yeah, the first one, I you could get away with just watching it without having to play it because um, unless you want to get the remastered version on the PlayStation 4, like you have to have a PS3 to play it, but 
honestly, like if you just watched it and then picked up the second one, you wouldn't even feel like you missed a beat. Wow. Might be the yeah. way to go for some some of our listeners. Yeah. I, I That's what I recommended for a guy at work because he wanted to play the second one but hasn't played the first one and I just told him to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And you said you had to skip it too that you wanted to share? Yeah. Um, ironically, the skip it is coming from uh, my girlfriend. She introduced me to Glee. So I would, <laughs> I would recommend skipping Glee. <laughs> I, can't, I can't bring myself to care about anything and it's one of those shows where they're high school students and they're all 30 and just doesn't yeah. i can't take it i love how that's how that started with this the skip that came from my girlfriend and then just <laughs> yeah. the one thing she recommends for me i just want to skip <laughs> uh, it uh, it's quite the adventure <laughs> Uh, well, that's actually... I have never gotten to Glee myself there. I, I don't see myself ever, and especially with that recommendation, I don't think I'm going to. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think it's a, a very safe skip it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Glee. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you very much for joining. Yes, thank you for coming with us. Appreciate it. Welcome back anytime. Mm-hmm. Of course. Josh, you want to go ahead and follow him up? Uh, sure, so... Both of mine are quite uh, old this week, not new releases or anything like that, but um, so from my see it, uh, I had never, up until last week, had never seen a James Bond film, the 007 film, and as I talked about a little bit on the podcast, the new 007 film, No Time to Die, was actually supposed to come out in May, it was like the first movie that was delayed due to the pandemic, it's supposed to be coming out in November, we'll see how things go, but with that coming out, and it's supposedly being Daniel Craig's last film as James Bond, I wanted to watch uh, at least his films of James Bond to get into the franchise, see if it's something I would like. So I purchased the collection, uh, the Daniel Craig collection of the 007 films, and I started watching them. I watched the first film, which is Casino Royale. It came out in, uh, I believe, 2006 or 2007, and it is uh, really, really, really good. I would recommend, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but if you haven't seen um, any 007 film, I think this is a great one. Uh, to watch for the you know your first installment it was for me and it didn't seem you know it wasn't confusing it wasn't uh i didn't feel like things were going over my head it is the first uh james bond film with daniel craig in the role so it's kind of like i would compare it to like a batman movie when someone else becomes batman like they expect you to know who the character is but there's no info that you need to know beforehand it's basically like an origin story uh without getting you know without getting too into the weeds on it but in casino royale basically james bond has to go play a poker game uh with all of these evil characters uh because they have to um essentially stop the main villain from winning the money in this poker tournament and then on top of that there's also a whole bunch of action and shenanigans going on outside of the game so you have the scenes where he's playing poker with these other villains and then outside you know in between those scenes you have uh, action scenes as well and it was all very enthralling and very interesting uh and i really enjoyed the film so i'm excited to watch the rest of daniel craig's james bond films leading up to no time to die uh but i really enjoyed that first one so i would definitely say to see it uh, Sorry, I, guys, I was knocked out on back, but <laughs> I heard James Bond and it brought me back to life. Happy to hear you're here. Yeah, I've heard um, good things about the James Bond series, the 
like of the recent movies, but I haven't actually been able to dabble in them due to the fact that I don't know if they are streaming anymore. So, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you know that information or how to search for things are streaming or not, can you please share that with me? Because that is the one thing I'm missing right now. <laughs> but I'm actually someone in the same boat there with you, Josh. I haven't really checked out any of, like, I guess you can say the modern day James Bond movies. Uh, I've never seen a lot more of the older ones, just watching it with my dad, but it's, I actually didn't even know they were coming out with the newer James Bond ones, to be 100% honest with you either. But this sort of gives me some sort of drive to watch them. Yeah, it's right now scheduled for November. It might get pushed to next year, just depending on uh, you know how things are going. It does look like Casino Royale is streaming on Hulu, um, so it's and it's also showing it on, on Amazon Prime uh, and on HBO. The weird thing with Google though is that when it shows you, like for example, it says it's streaming on Hulu, but then sometimes I'll go to Hulu and you have to have Hulu Live, or like it'll say it's on Amazon Prime, but then you go and it's like you can rent it. So. Don't t- take those with a grain of salt, but according to what I'm looking at now, you can watch <laughs> Casino Royale on Hulu and on Amazon Prime, uh, as well as HBO. Nice. Yeah. Which HBO? <laughs> it says HBO Go. Mm, I don't know if I have that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't help that I don't know what streaming service yeah. I have access to. Yeah. Um, and then I also uh, replayed tony hawk's underground for the first time in like 10 years and uh with the news of tony hawk one and two being remastered i wanted to go back and play underground one and two in my opinion those are the games that should be getting remastered but anyway um i finished the first one and it still holds up is a really great game these are probably still my two favorite uh, skateboarding games and what basically the underground series did was take the tony hawk games the formula and turn it into a little bit more of a story-based campaign type game i will say that in underground some of it gets a little bit repetitive because there's only so many like side missions or tasks that they could come up with <laughs> so like they're very repetitive a lot of them are like go around the city and collect X item, and it's like, you have three minutes to do so, and of course, you know, and it's like, oh, fuck, can't find the last item, have to look around, try it 20 times, or there is the typical, like, oh, you know, skateboard and get a bunch of points, um, and then there's like, it just gets kind of repetitive, so as the game went on, I was kind of looking forward to just getting to the main boss levels, if you will, uh, but overall, still really enjoyed it, and still uh, would recommend playing if you haven't played the Tony Hawk Underground games, even if you're not a skateboarding fan, like, I've never skateboarded, but they're both very fun, they kind of have like a, a sandbox Grand Theft Auto feel to them, even though you are confined to the maps, um, it's not like one huge map, each level's like in a different state, but it has kind of a small sandbox feel, and it's really funny, and I really enjoyed it. So I, I'm about to start Tony Hawk's Underground 2 whenever I have some uh, free time, which, from my memory, made a lot of improvements and made it a lot more fun. Nice. Man, I haven't played that game in so long, but I spent a lot of time playing that game. It's one of those classics that... and I, You tell me if I'm wrong, Josh, but I feel like after like a good five minutes of playing the game, you're just like, oh, I remember all of this. And then you just yeah. like get taken back. Yeah. There's things you forget. And then you remember once you see it, um, you know, I, I, w- I wouldn't say there was any part of the game that I didn't remember once I saw it. Like I couldn't have recited every map to you, but playing on the mm-hmm. map, it's like, Oh, I remember this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's nice. it for me. Nice. So me coming at you this week, I'm going to go ahead and start off with a 
really good, I guess you can call it a movie, um, but I would say it's more of a play that you can see on Disney Plus that I absolutely highly recommend, and it is Hamilton. Have either of you seen this yet? I have not, no, but dude, it's can't... all I've been fucking hearing about for like a week. <laughs> it is amazing. I actually think I might have saw it when it got the day it was released on Disney Plus. Um, but Hamilton, for those of you who don't know what it is, it is a American musical drama film um, that just came out, and it sort of talks about um, Alexander Hamilton and essentially how, what his contribution to finding of uh, finding the United States, um, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, is extremely well written. Um, the lead actor is also the one who, and let me pull up his name here because he deserves so much credit. Uh, Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda. Uh, he wrote it. Oh, Miranda, yeah. Thank you. He he did the music. He did the lyrics. He wrote the book. Um, he starred in it. He absolutely crushed this thing. Um, it is a little lengthy. That's the, if there's, and that's just nitpicking. It was. It's about like close to two and a half hours, two forty minutes. Um, and that's honestly really the only negative that I've come across with it. It is absolutely great. Um, I'm not a big musical person myself, but I'm still have little tunes in my head stuck from seeing this three days ago. Um, absolutely a worthwhile see it, in my opinion. Um, it, I again, I don't say go out and buy Disney Plus for this, but if you have Disney Plus, there's no reason that you shouldn't see this. Yeah, my sister's been obsessed with it since it came out on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So I've heard a million things about Hamilton and it coming to uh, Disney+. Plus. I was going to watch it today, but I decided, nah. <laughs> I, the, I, don't, oh, I can't talk about what I watched because I got hijacked. That's fair. I can't remember what I watched this week. <laughs> that, I the hit to the head. Yeah, I feel like Disney is, uh, obviously, if we talked about before, struggling with getting reasons for people to sign up. And I feel like with Hamilton, they have not spared any expense. Every radio Mm -hmm. ad, every commercial I've seen, all it's been is Hamilton. I don't know how much money they spent on the marketing budget to promote this, but um, it's all I've heard about. Mm -hmm. And good reason for it. Just absolutely amazing. I can't praise this enough. so, following up with another newer film um, that was just released, or I should say documentary series, they brought back Unsolved Mysteries to Netflix. And I was fangirling hard. I sort of forgot <laughs> that they were releasing this again. And the second I turned on Netflix, and it was in that top 10 viewings for the last week, I can't remember exactly what Netflix says it is, and it was sitting there at number one, I was like, oh my god, it's back. And then I came to the conclusion that it is a new series. Um, this one has about six episodes. They're about 45 minutes, 50 minutes long. And it's great. It still keeps that same Unsolved Mysteries feels to it. Um, def- definitely so much more modern. Like just with the first example, the first episode, for example, they're covering a case that was, I believe, in the early 2000s. Um, and with it being a little bit more modern, you have newer and cleaner videos you have like a little bit more forensic evidence to go off of so it's just not so much like all right this crime happened in the 60s here is a dramatic uh drama or just pretty much like a 
an acting of like what was going on or what we believed going on. This it's just coming at you with what exactly really what evidence they have and sharing it with you and saying, okay, do you have anything else that can help us solve this or can you help us sort of put this together? Um, absolutely, again, just great in my opinion, fangirling it. Um, if you love the first original Unsolved Mysteries or are a fan of true crime, mysteries, anything like that, this is definitely going to be a big see it for me as well. Were they all like true crime or were there any supernatural stuff in there too? So I am not all the way through, but the only ones that I've seen so far have been true crime related. But that's not saying that we won't get to some sort of paranormal events later on. Hmm. Yeah, I saw this on Netflix today also, but I haven't watched anything. So (laughs) it was cool. And then the last one, and Isaiah, you can definitely jump in with this one, is Isaiah and I recently picked up Raft again after we discovered that a new a large update was pushed to the game and it's still a great game. We I, I think Isaiah and I realized last week that there was so much more to this game than we ever imagined. Yeah. Um suddenly my short term amnesia is gone. Um this game fucks <laughs> <laughs> just a quick summarization, but one hundred percent. Uh, yeah. bef- before how you guys probably remember us talking about it, you s- pretty much start on a two by two raft, and then you just have to live out of the ocean, um, getting enough food, water to survive, um, staying away from sharks. But the one thing that Isaiah and I did not discover through the first playthrough of the game, because we, we did not make it that far, is that there is a real story to this game, and it is great. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's generally a peaceful game for a very long time. Uh, you get attacked by a shark every once in a while when you're on your raft. And uh, the one moment that stands out to us, uh, Zach and I were doing some story thing, and then suddenly this thing jumps out at us, and Zach fucking screams. And I scream because Zach screamed. And then uh, and then Elijah, who just knocked me out on this podcast, screams because he's watching me play <laughs> and hears me scream. I was like, what the fuck? The game just changed, dog. It. I had no idea that they had a story built into this game other than just trying to survive. Um, but they add a real good backstory to it, or at least from what we discovered, and gives you more of a purpose into the game instead of just essentially surviving on a raft in the ocean. As well as it gives you a little bit of insight into, A, why you are on the raft in the middle of the ocean, and why everything... Like, what you're seeing out here ocean-wise is why it is. And that is extremely vague and generalized, but I do not want to give too many spoilers, because with the Steam sale going on, I think this is a steal of a pickup. Yeah, for sure. That game, you're going to get... If you can find somebody to play with, I wouldn't play it by myself, probably. Mm -hmm. But if you can find somebody to play with, um, you'll have a grand old time. We try to get Josh to play with us, but I guess it's only on Windows, not on... It's only on Windows, so I'm going to have to bust out that laptop. That laptop! There we go. I forgot you had a Windows. Gotta find it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this... (laughs) This is definitely a play it on my side, so just a lot of good positive things I've seen and played over the last week, which is good for a change. Just a quick update. I looked. There is one UFO episode of the Unsolved Mysteries. I think that finishes our See a Play It, Skip It episode. Uh, I think, Isaiah, this is your week. Do you want to talk about the best 
Hula or one of your favorite Hooligan Radio segments in our countdown to the hundredth episode. Yeah, I think that my one of my favorites that we ever talked about um, on this podcast is um, the episode title is actually called "Gaming Linguistics 101." I had the the epiphany that I talk like a gamer um, all over this podcast, and I felt like I needed to educate people on what I was saying whenever I called shit OP and kind of stuff like that. Say GG for no reason, um, no re, all that other kind of cool stuff. So I threw that as one of my favorites because I think we have. I think there's a part in that segment where I just go off saying acronym after acronym, <laughs> and I thought that was a goaded. So check that out here. I think that's how that works. And I want to do justice to our listeners because I could just say shit and think that everybody understands what I'm talking about and they might not. But if you do know what I'm talking about, then you might be able to enjoy this next part more than the people who actually have to try to learn something out of it. (laughs) So I really wanted to get into some of the ones that I commonly say like in my real life and then some other ones that I have a tendency to stay when I'm memeing on people and then I want to get into some of my favorite use cases at the end there um so let's just when I'm I'm going to go through them and we'll see which ones you guys have heard me say in real life slash on the podcast alright so the first one is GG I think that I've said this one a hundred times on the podcast. I've probably said it a hundred times on this podcast. Uh, GG stands for, and you might be able to guess it, good game. Um, but 90% of the time, I, yeah, it's, this is, goes across games. That's the thing is like some of the ones in here are like genre specific, but most of them I stayed away from that. Um, but GG, uh, when I use GG, it's not normally good game. It's kind of more like a game over. Like, people will be like, Fortnite's dying. I'm like, well, GG. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I think that my favorite use case of saying GG is whenever um, at work or all kind of gaming nerds. So whenever we get stuff done, we just say GG out loud, and it's really weird. And so, like, I was like, damn, we nerdy as hell up here. (laughs) And so, yeah, so sometimes at work, I'll just be saying GG, and, like, management is like, what are they even talking about? And we're like, we know what we're talking about. It's like our secret language. Um, I think... I think uh, GG was my first exposure to you to you using gamer language in front of me. I think it was like maybe like six, seven years ago. Uh, I remember specifically asking you what GG was because you were using it in front of me. Uh, so that was definitely one I learned directly from you. Yeah, I was going to say I specifically remember um, telling you what the first two on the list mean. That's why I came up with it. I was like, oh, yeah, Josh is super into movies. And I know that there's a lot of people in the po- that listen to the podcast that listen to movie stuff. So whenever I'm in the other sections out here wilding and saying shit like OP and Tilted, uh, they have no fucking idea what that means. Um, that brings us to our next list iteration. This one, this one I commonly 
referred to as fuck Zach, he's OP. Uh, so OP stands for overpowered. Um, basically, in every video game ever, there's something that is allegedly stronger than something else. Um, and so you just say that shit's OP. Um, how I use it, because I'm a fucking weirdo crazy person, I call everything OP. I'm like, damn, dude, that shit's OP. Uh, and I completely realized this. I think that this is probably another one of the ones, Josh, you probably remember from back in the day, me saying all the time. Yeah, I'd ask you as well on that one. I remember, <laughs> I specifically remember you giving me, like, examples of things in games that were OP. <laughs> yeah, dude. Kratos? OP, bro. <laughs> The noob tube in Modern Warfare 2, oh, OP. Guitar uh, 21? Yeah. MP40. Nova being able to kill these bees in my apartment? OP, bro. That's the most <laughs> OP thing I got right now. If I didn't have bee deterrent, I would be UP, which is something that no one says. That's, that's not true. That's, that's not a not thing. Real. That's not a thing. Under, underpowered is not a thing that people say. Um, And then we'll... When things are OP, you get the next thing, which is Tilted. I say this a lot. And there's two versions of Tilted. There's the shitty Tilted that relates to Fortnite, which is a place. And it's actually <laughs> the, reason, it's the reason why they called it that. Tilted Towers leaves people mostly tilted when they come out. Um, and Tilted means uh, like angry or like upset. And when you get Tilt... Uh, tilt just kind of keeps going. It's like a, the tilt effect is when you start to get angry, there's nothing that's going to stop you from getting more angry. It just kind of keeps like it's like a slide down into the dark depths of being actually fully tilted. And that's where you're raging and you're just fucking screaming at the game and breaking controllers. Shout out to uh, the dirt. <laughs> uh, Zach. What do you feel about people who get tilted? I mean, I've definitely gotten tilted myself plenty of times. It's a thing that will happen to you, but just don't become the person who does it every time. Yeah, I was going to say, see, being tilted, it happens. It happens to everyone at least once. Uh, you're having a bad day, then you you start to get rolled on in Apex Legends. Rolled, LOL, that's another one that I want to put in here. Uh, I'll throw that right. I'll throw that in here. Um, and you just you just fucking get a little tilted. You get a little snippy with your squad and all that kind of stuff. So, in real life, I end up tilted a lot of the time. People tell me that I did this thing wrong. I'm tilted about that shit. What you mean? <laughs> I stay tilted. Uh, I call I call people who are road raging, actively road raging on the highway. Those people are tilted. So what you tilting for? Uh but yeah. Tilted generally boils down to angry uh, with a tendency to become compounded anger, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, most people who are tilted do this next one on the list called flaming or flame. Uh, Zach, you said you don't know what this one is? No. So um, remember all those times whenever we would fucking scream about how somebody sucks on our team and shit in chat? Yes. That's flaming. No. <laughs> so, yeah, whenever you're like, this guy fucking sucks, dude, uninstall the game. That's that's flaming. Uh, uh, 
Also, another thing that I use at work whenever people are fucking mean to me about my performance. That doesn't happen very often. <laughs> um, but I'm like, damn, dude. My team lead flamed me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one to do at work. <laughs> yeah, bro. Sometimes you get flamed, G. Sometimes you just got to message your homie, Peter, and be like, bro, I keep getting flamed today over here. I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> But that's what happens when your team is tilted. See, I'm just going to keep using the words. It's going to be so gamer lingo throughout here. There's a test at the end of this one. Yeah, episode. yeah it's, it's fill in the blank. And one essay question. God. The essay is right us. You must arc. use at least four key terms in the essay. Yeah. Correctly. Um, the next one, I don't know if this is a commonly used phrase because I haven't been able to see, like, find it anywhere. But it has made it into my vernacular thanks to uh, a buddy of mine that goes by Oprah Eats Babies. So you can imagine he probably has done all of the things above. Uh, <laughs> flamed and tilted. and uh, He calls it QQ. Um, whenever I had to ask him what it means, it means complain more. So it's kind of like a counter <clears throat> to flaming is just saying if somebody tells you that you fucking suck, you just say QQ bitch. That one doesn't even make sense. I know. That's I don't fucking cool. get it. That's I don't know. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one, but I don't, it doesn't make any sense. I have no idea where it came from, but uh, whenever I used to play League with good old Oprah Eats Babies, some of you would know him as Nick, uh, Little Nick. Um, he, he used to say QQ, and I think our friend Deb said QQ for a while, but I don't know if he does anymore. Can I ask him, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't use this one normally that much in real life. I'm not like, I'm not like at a team meeting and just somebody's like, Isaiah, your code sucks. I'm like, QQ more, dog. <laughs> yeah, cause the, no, again, it just doesn't make sense. Well, I, I work in customer service and I'm going to say this under my breath so much moving forward. <laughs> like anytime, anytime I'm being yelled at by a customer, I'm just going to be like, Ah, QQ. Uh, QQ. <laughs> they're going to be like, what? You're going to be like, nothing. Yeah, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they're going to listen to the podcast and they're like, do you tell me the QQ? You I know what that means. Yeah, now I know what that means, bitch. <laughs> um, so the next one, uh, F. So in tw on Twitch, you see it a lot of the time. Uh, F in the chat. Uh, <laughs> so Call of Duty came out for the This is fucked up. Call of Duty came out for the PC, <laughs> and there's like a there's a thing where you're in the uh, you're at a funeral for one of your buddies, and you have to stand by his <laughs> coffin and press F to pay respects. And the fucking internet went wild with that shit, and I don't know why, but now <laughs> so I would say that F is now equivalent to RIP. So people, <laughs> if, if you see blocks of text that are just people saying F, they're not giving you an F. I saw that. Okay, so I, I was watching games. I was watching games done slow, and I was like reading some of the chat and like these people. I was like, okay, if you're watching a gaming YouTube channel, you'd assume that some of the you would understand what these are. Um, and I saw someone write, I don't think you guys are getting enough. I think you guys deserve at least a B. And I was like, either that guy is too high or a very, very, very nice person. 
I like to go with the nice person aspect. Oh, yeah. So, that one's kind of new and obviously a meme, uh, but I can see how there would be confusion whenever interacting with a gamer. If they just say F, <laughs> which has happened to me before, and I was just dumbfounded, and I was like, wait, I know what it means, but it's still it's still weird. Somebody's just like, you're like, oh, yeah, Nova is sick, and then they just text back an F, and you're like, what? <laughs> Since finding out what this is, uh, like a while back, this is probably my favorite one. <laughs> it's just so great. It's just, just saying, like, especially if someone's like on Twitter or YouTube, like live streaming, and like it's like something bad that has happened, or they're mad about something. Just everybody in the live chat, just, like, just F. F, just wall of Fs in the chat. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that stems off the phrase F in the chat. so if you hear me say that shit on the podcast which i know i've said before just can we get an f in the chat so i say there is no chat (laughs) (laughs) it's like a perfect example of why i love the internet right it's just like oh okay um this one i know the next one i use quite a few times whenever I'm talking about Zach, even though he's generally better than me at video games. I always talk about how I'm carrying or backpacking Zach to the dub. Uh, And I'm just going to break that whole phrase down. Uh, (laughs) Carry is to mean that I'm doing all of the work for our little squad or team. Backpack is just a version of where I'm sticking all my buddies in the backpack so I can carry them. Um, I think backpack was like the old school because I f- remember hearing back, like I'm backpacking you guys in- instead of carrying a lot. Like when I was younger, I would hear the word backpack compared to carry. Right. I think that it goes either way. I think that they're pretty interchangeable and they have been for a long time. Um, carry, I would say carry plays more into like the battle royale games um, and backpack. Well, and then backpacking, if you're the only one who's doing any work, people say it's a backpack. So, like, on a, I'm going to guess when you're talking about, as you heard it in Call of Duty, um, it was big in Call of Duty if somebody on your team got a fucking tactical nuke, which is getting 25 kills without dying. Um, they would just be like, I fucking backpacked you guys. Because he carried the whole team. Uh, comparative to, like, if two or three people are carrying a team of six, then they're carrying, but... I've also heard backpack a lot as like a pre, like beforehand, like someone being like, all right, got to put on the backpack. Like when you go into a situation knowing you have to carry everybody more so than. Yeah, that's me every like, time I play with Zach. Like LeBron James to the 2018 <laughs> finals. Yeah, like yeah. LeBron James on every team he's on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the end of that phrase, I said a dub. I mean, that's a W, a win. I think that's if you've played any game. That's kind of a thing. Like, even in sports ball, they say, where you got to get this dub. But I know that it got really big whenever everybody's talking about Fortnite. They're all like, we're going to get these dubs or these victory royales and shit like that. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is one that is very tilt-inducing, uh, is camping. Uh, I doesn't mean pitching a tent, but some people will say, why don't you pitch a tent, you mother... Uh, <laughs> Camping is basically you sit in one place and you're kind of protected, um, but you can just do stuff. And you, It's kind of frowned upon in the gaming world, even though it's like one of the most viable strategies. And some game developers consider it and like make that a thing. 
Um, but it's very frowned upon whenever it comes to like big streamers or competitive gamers. They hate people who camp because it's really like the only way to make it a toss up on who wins an altercation and stuff like that. Um, I don't really know if I use camp as much in real life because when you start using camping camp in real life people think that you want to go camping and you know everybody knows that's not my case i don't go outside i don't sleep outside that's why they built inside (laughs) (laughs) but the next one is one of my favorites and i definitely use this one all the time uh nerf or nerfed as it's mostly used is whenever something was once op it normally gets nerfed, which means it to be made weaker or more in line, I guess, is what it's supposed to be. But normally, nerfing is the process of something getting nerfed. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you were to think of noob tubes, uh, which were grenade launchers in the Call of Duty days, those got nerfed. Because they eventually put like a timer, a timer at the beginning of matches that you couldn't use them because people were just using these grenade launchers right off the bat and getting six-person kills. Um, I use nerfed all the time in real life, and I don't, I can't even really think of a situation when I use it. Um, but normally, like if. If Hulu was to get a big fucking, like, bunch of stuff removed, like, say, uh, isn't it Comcast that's supposed to be moving out of Hulu or whatever? I believe so, yeah. NBC yeah. Universal. Yeah. yeah. So whenever that happens, I would say Hulu got a big nerf, even though there's not like that. I mean, doesn't really apply and stuff like that. And, like, when Netflix loses a big series, stuff like that. I'm assuming this is coming from like Nerf the brand, right? Like a Nerf gun is soft and not right. I think that gun. yeah, it stems from yeah, they're making this Nerf. Like if you're if you had an awesome sword and then somebody nerfed it and made it into a Nerf like toy, I assume that's what it stems from. Um, but I don't know. I I didn't do whatever the study of languages ology <laughs> on all of these words. I could have. I just didn't. Um, <coughs> the next one, that one, this one's a good one. Uh, cheese or cheesed. Uh, have you guys heard this one before? Uh, I have not. You have Zach? Yes. What's it mean? To me, it just is like mad. Like whenever I hear it, like you cheese, like you mad sort of thing. Nah, that's not it. Well, that's how I interpret it. Okay, so I will read you what it says, because it's a good one. Cheese. Whenever a player has found a way to win by manipulating a game that was not intended by the developers. Uh, I would say cheese strat sometimes. Remember, uh, it happened a lot when we would play League. We would play like a five-man tank comp. We'd call it a cheese strat. Oh. Yeah. I always preferred like you just make the other players mad. Yeah, that's where, um, back if we, at the beginning of the episode, we talked about um, speedrunners and stuff. A lot of them cheese certain parts of games that are supposed to take a long time um, by doing different things. Um, So, yeah, cheesed is a good one. I use cheesed all the time, like, whenever I'm working on stuff. Obviously, I work in computer science, so, like, 
a lot of these kind of apply, but I'll like, I'll cheese something, meaning I'll do it like the extremely easy way, even though I know that there's more, a more complicated way that would probably be more professional. I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah, I did it the easy way and the way that I understand it. And so I consider it cheesing. Um, I think that I've probably used cheesed once or twice back when we were in our parkour days. Uh, whenever somebody would take the cop out method of doing it, is this another the way? The cop out was not dying. Yeah, bro. The cop out was not committing and diving off that building. Just kidding. Yeah. We weren't that edgy. Um, rolled. Rolled is a good one. I use rolled a lot. That's where you basically, um, there's beating somebody. There's like winning, beating somebody, and then rolling them. Where it's just like an absolute domination. Right. Um, this one doesn't have any good real role, uh, real life connotation. I mean, like other than like in competing brands, like if Netflix was to get something absurd on their platform and they'd be like, damn, Netflix really rolled Hulu with this one or something like that. But I feel like I hear it a lot in sports. Like, you know, you got rolled by, you know. Yeah, I think that I think that that yeah that plays into it too. Like if somebody just straight out like whenever the USA women beat Thailand by fucking thirteen goals or some shit, they got rolled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if that started in sports and came to gaming or gaming and then went to sports, but I use that one a lot. Um, <clears throat> I guess we I'm gonna cut a couple of these because uh, these ones aren't really used in real life. Um, F2P. So this one is somebody is people are trying to take this from gamers and gamers won't stand for it. Uh, <laughs> F2P in the gaming world means free to play. Uh, League of Legends is F2P. Uh, there's a lot of things, um, but in the real world, people are starting to use it uh, as farm to plate, and that's some dumb shit. So we out, <laughs> we out here, gamers rise up. This is our F2P. I don't need to start seeing these fucking restaurant sites saying F2P. You a restaurant ain't free to play. Um, but yeah, F2P, that's always a good sign normally. Um, unless it's a game that you paid $60 for and you see it going F2P. Um, basically, free to play is the future, I think. Because a lot of the best games that have come out in the past few years have been free-to-play, uh, Fortnite, Apex Legends, League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm. Um, all of these games, they have no entry cost, uh, meaning they normally have the biggest communities. Uh, so gamers are normally fond of the F2P model. Um, I feel like I've also heard the opposite of that as a criticism, pay-to-win being the flip side, microtransactions, I assume, is what that means? or Yeah, so pay-to-win... Um, this is basically only brought up whenever EA is in the conversation. EA <laughs> EA is not an abbreviation. It's a company. Uh, they're also the devil. Uh, pay to win is a mechanic where people who... It really plays into sports games. Because uh, whenever they try to bring it into other games, people who play other games are like, Ah, fuck you. We're not going to pay for that. Um, but... If you do play sports games or know somebody who plays sports games, whenever they talk about their ultimate team and stuff like that, uh, 
There's been reports like to get the best team in FIFA, you'd have to spend over three thousand dollars or something like that. Jesus. Um, yeah. People talk about it NBA. in in Madden and stuff like that too. Yeah, NBA 2K was really bad with it a couple years ago with like your players' stats. Like you were like rated a fifty, you'd have to pay like over a hundred dollars to be you know rated like ninety nine. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and that's another one I meant to put in here, but I didn't put in here uh, was microtransactions. Um, I don't think that microtransactions exist in the real world. I feel like that's just a thing that's spoken about in gaming. Is that true? Do you guys say that would be true? That seems fair. I don't think I... mean, I... You, could, you could probably try to apply it to something else, like, but mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you're going to be forcing it. I feel like it's natural in gaming. Right, yeah. So microtransactions are once you get a game or start playing a game... There are little things that you can buy. It's kind of like... I compare it to being like, I'm going to the gas station, right, to get gas, but I end up coming out with, like, a Snickers bar. The Snickers bar would be what a real-life transac- uh, microtransaction would be. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, an add-on to the $40 <laughs> I already put in my gas tank or some shit like that. <laughs> um, and I didn't know if there was a lot of people outside of the gaming realm who understood what microtransactions are without having to like look it up and get into this fucking media storm of if they're bad or if they're gambling and all that other kind of shit. Um, but yeah, microtransactions uh, have been deemed the devil, but also have been deemed that they're never going away uh, because they make too much fucking money. <laughs> um, FPS in here. I put it in here cause it has two different meanings. FPS could mean uh, first-person shooter or frames per second. Uh, you start seeing things about these new consoles, and they're talking about how they get 120 FPS. They're not getting 120 first-person shooters, obviously, uh, but they might in the end. And uh, But frames per second is how many frames of the game are rendered in each second time frame. Uh, and allegedly above 120, your eye doesn't know the difference. Um, but fuck consoles, PC Master Race. I was getting 240 frames in league yesterday. So, hell yeah, that's how you got did so well, right? Um, I was gonna, I'm gonna hop down here. I feel like the word noob is thrown around everywhere now. I feel like this one is one of the ones that. I, Everybody knows, but I don't know. I guess I'm so deep into the gaming realm that I, maybe all of my friends are gamers. So, but noob is obviously it stands for newbie or noob or new person to the game. Um, it's also an insult. Uh, we'll call each other noobs all the time, even though we've been playing the game for a hundred hours or more. Um, this one is my one of my favorites because. Whenever we get new people at work, we're like, oh, look, it's the noob. Um, and it's like a little offensive. <laughs> it's just like a little stinger, bro. Like, you've noob. What's up, noob? You know what I mean? It's like calling him the fucking, is it NFG, new fucking guy? Something like that. That's what they used to call me at the drive-in when I first started there. They called me NFG. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah, they called me NFG, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? They're like, we'll tell you eventually. Eventually, I got to find out. I was the new fucking guy. Blame it on the new fucking guy. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so basically everybody ever in gaming has been called a noob, uh, and that is the undiscriminative fucking insult that everybody uses, and I just want to call everybody that is listening to this list and actually learning something, you're officially a noob, uh, but it's okay to be a noob. Everybody was a noob at one point. I was a noob. It was just 15 years ago. Ah, uh, wait. 18 years ago. I probably started gaming when I was seven. Right? Mm, Fuck if I know. Um, And then this last one, I'm throwing in here as a personal plug because I use it all the time and no one ever responds to my shit. Uh, ISO. uh, Yeah. Uh, I use this in gaming whenever I used to play MMORPGs. Uh, People would throw ISO and then look for, especially in Diablo 2, ISO and then whatever item they're looking for. Um, I use this shit on Facebook and nobody ever responds to it, so I figured you guys didn't know what that shit means. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I only know of. that because of you. <laughs> In search of, and then uh, LFG is the last one. Looking for group. Uh, I use this one also on social media back when I had it. Uh, I would just be like LFG to go to X place. And... Uh, I never really got anybody to go with me, so I figured I was just too much of a fucking nerd. Um, so I figured I'd throw that one in there, too. We're going to go ahead and dive into our main topic this week. And this one's going to be a little bit different than some of the main topics that covered in the past. We're going to sort of do a little bit of a team building. I, I won't say team building, but essentially, let's just dive into the topic. And then we'll explain. <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna play Red Rover. <laughs> so in a universe and completely different universe, you are a newly recruited agent for the CIA, and you are shocked to discover on their first day that you are being asked to run an off the books black ops team for the United States government, but with a twist you might not have seen coming. As you're t- you are told that for the last couple hundred years, the U.S. government has been secretly grooming and using cryptids all around the world to carry out some of their most crucial and off-the-book operations. As the chosen head for the next operation, you must select four cryptids to be part of your team, as well as what important role they will provide for your team. Jesus. So are we going to be doing um, like a snake draft, or we should announce our whole team? How are we going to do it? So I would... Well, let's go ahead and keep to the same old hooligan radio friendly snake draft. Uh, Dude, I don't know that many. <laughs> four. If... Dude, I got I got a four, and then you get to pick four, and then he gets to pick four. That means I need to know at least thirteen cryptids. I guarantee, just from my main topics alone, we have covered more than twelve. So this, is, so this is a test. <laughs> this is a test to see how much you pay attention. Oh, All right, that's it. I quit the podcast. I ain't need to take any fucking tests. <laughs> but right. we're due snake draft. Uh, I'll go last since this is my topic. Uh, so we'll do Josh, Isaiah, myself, and then reverse on myself, uh, Isaiah, Josh. Isaiah, I just put the uh, list in the document if you need it. All right. Um, so I go first. Okay, so yeah, that does change up a little bit. Because I have to have strategy uh, now here, but um, so I guess I'll go in order of popularity of who I think is going to be picked. Um, so for my number one pick, I'm going to choose the Mothman for my team. That's uh, fucking bullshit. 
Um, I think that was on everyone's too. Yeah, so overall, first of all, I have to use the Mothman just for intel because he always know he always knows when shit's about to go down. So he, he knows when to tell us to get out of there. And, uh, yeah, just overall intel would be his responsibility on my team. That's a good one. No way. If I had if I had that guy, I'd put him in as my aerial assault. Um, but I don't, so I'm going to pick Loveland <laughs> Frog. Damn, the star of our podcast. Uh, I'm going to put him in the same role. He's my intelligence guy. He's big frog, but people be like, "Oh, dude, I don't know. Maybe that's just a big frog." <laughs> I struggled with him. I was like, I would love to have the Loveland Frog on my team, but what usefulness would this talking frog have? Dude, I only know one kind of frog. There's only <laughs> one kind of frog in my brain. <laughs> and it's a love that probably got licked in the earlier article. <laughs> so I'm going to use that to my advantage. And people will just be like, oh, that's big frog species of frog. <laughs> I like it. All right, so that brings to me. So... For, right off the bat, I want to go with a bruiser, someone who can sort of run in there, be the frontline man, um, sort of just be that big powerhouse for the team. But I want to sort of also give them a little bit of uniqueness to them. And the reason why I say that is I want them to just not be one-dimensional. And with that, I'm going to go with Batsquatch. Oh, wow. Which is essentially, and I think we covered him briefly on the episode when we talked about Sasquatch and the different variations um, but Bat Squatch is essentially a mixture of a bat-like creature and everyone's favorite Bigfoot. Uh, so not only are you getting the big broody mass of a Bigfoot, you are also getting uh, someone who can fly through the air as well and just reap havoc. Down. You cannot convince me that Bat Squatch exists and it's not just fucking Bigfoot in a Batman costume, you fucking sad. <laughs> and if that was true, that would be even better for my team. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. My team is definitely not going to be better than yours because I only know seven. <laughs> all three of them. And then, uh, I guess for my second pick here, this one, uh, I wanted to sort of, I want we, I had to work Nessie into this, so I'm claiming Nessie for my second pick. And yeah. the only role that I could think of giving Nessie is to be our base of communications. Because Nessie's a huge cryptid. So Nessie will essentially be our base that can see that we will, she'll essentially eat us or swallow us without killing us where we can be in her and that will be our base of operation. Yeah, I'm trying to be with Nessie too, bro. You know <laughs> That's my motherfucking girl. Okay, I feel you. I feel you on that. Exactly. Alright, that means it's my pick. And I'm going with, I need an assassin on my team. I need somebody who's going to do the fucking dirty work. And I need him to exist inside the seven cryptids that I know. So I'm going with the Chupacabra. Fuck That's no, my muscle pick. Oh, the Chupacabra. Dude's fucking crazy. He's been killing sheep for years. I, I picture like that generic, like, you know, in those, in like oceans, wherever they like have those, like you meet up with each member of the team. Like mm-hmm. me going up to get the Chupacabra on the team. I'm like, what's up, Chupacabra? And he's just fucking covered in blood. Just like, what the fuck? What are you doing? He's like, I'm eating this sheep, bro. I'm like, okay, bro, you're on the... <laughs> <laughs> All 
I like that one. I think that was another one that, that everyone was just people waiting for it to be sniped off their team. I'm so glad that I'm not first or last because I have to take the time in between my picks to find my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was definitely going to go with the Chupacabra, so going to have to uh, do a little bit of an audible here. Let's see. All right, so for my next one, um, I actually do have this one on my list. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, our travel to and from uh, wherever this location is going to be. Um, needs to be something that can get us in and out quickly. So I'm going to go with the Thunderbird. It can come mm. in. It can get us there, drop us off, have that aerial support. Um, because we can't all jump on the back of the Mothman. I don't think he's big enough. But we can all fit on the Thunderbird. Big-ass bird. Um, and then uh, he'll have us in and out of there. So that's his main responsibility. Um, and then for my third one, I was absolutely going to go with the Chupacabra for my on-the-ground um, kind of black ops work, but I think I'm going to go ahead and switch it up. I'm going to go with the Dover Demon. Um, it is kind of your basic humanoid look, um, but I think that it is small enough and looks kind of like agile enough to be able to do my ground work, get in and get out without being noticed. That's a good one. That was, that was on my list as well for that exact same reason. <laughs> So, back to me, and I've decided on what my next pick's going to be. You know, I was thinking, I was like, Chupacabra, that's just a ground boy, you know? <laughs> but I need, what if we need some people in the water? What if we out here, we got to take down an oil rig that's got some terrorist cell on it or some shit? I'm going with the motherfucking Kraken, boys! Oh, the Kraken! Great one. So release me. that motherfucking Kraken on him. That's my motherfucking boy. Girl, I don't even know what. That's a good one. So, third pick for me, I sort of want to keep to that same sort of role and creatures that you sort of mentioned, Josh, with the Dover Demon. Uh, to sort of fit that same mold and to, not, and to sort of keep my team here still as a whole, I'm going to go with the uh, Melon Heads, which is pretty similar to the Dover Demon. Um, sort of keeps that same build, smaller creatures with large heads, but I feel like they'll be able to get in there any until we need, they'll be able to find right off the bat, and then we'll be able to go from there. With my last pick here, and there's just so many good ones that are still left up on the board. Hmm. I think what you can't go wrong with is having a cryptid that when all else fails, you know for a fact that they can step in and sort of take care of the job. And I think that cryptid is the uh, Jersey Devil. Yeah, that's a being, a mi being a mixture of so many creatures, you know, with goat head, uh, with the hooves, feet, bat-like wings, it's just another one of those versatile creatures that can think on its feet, can get out there, can punish any enemy that it needs to, as well as keep everyone else safe, and I think that will be the perfect way to round out my four-man squad. I didn't get to hear what you said because my computer fucked up, but I'm back just in time before my picks, so fuck you! 
<laughs> oh man, <laughs> the Jersey Devil. Jer- Jersey Devil. Oh my God, the Jersey Devil, bro. That's like the last one that I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I'm, oh, I have to pick another one. I think I gotta put on. I gotta put on fucking. Oh, dude, this is what we do. I'm putting on Bigfoot on the team. I don't care how cliche that shit is. <laughs> what we do is when we're running, when we're running an op, we send Bigfoot to the opposite place of the op. So people will be like, we saw Bigfoot over here. This shit's happening over here. We're like, nah, motherfucker, we over here. That's why He's my diversion. Yeah. That's a good one. People will be like, we saw Bigfoot in Las Vegas. He was at the MGM. And be like, nah, dude. Actually, we were running the Kraken out in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> um, <laughs> Took down that oil tank. Yeah, dog. So I feel like there's a couple that I'm deciding between for my last one. But since you both have uh, someone in the water on your team, I feel like I also have to have one because I feel like that could be a part of whatever this mission is. So I'm going to go with one that we have talked about before. I'm going to go with Champ. From Lake Champlain, the lake monster on my team. Anything water related that we need, whether it be travel, intel, uh, whatever the case is, Champ will be on the team for that. Another solid pick. Champ. But I just want to say, now that the teams are picked, I don't know how none of us picked the Ohio Grassman. I mean, how can you not want someone in a, basically in a full ghillie suit on your team? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I've, I personally throw the Ohio Grassman in the same sort of realm of, like, Sasquatch-type creatures. Mm-hmm. So with that Batsquatch already taken, I I sort of did not want to have another similar role-type player. But I agree. Yeah, Zach, that's, basically, that's basically your skin in Warzone, is like the Ohio Grassman. You're not wrong. I trust you. You should change your you should change your Activision name to the Ohio Grassman. <laughs> I should. <laughs> that is not already taken. I, I need that. to. Damn it! No. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know, dude. I think I got a pretty clutch team here with the frog. Yeah, it's a good I just love the frog, dude. First pick. I just still every time we just talk about the love and the frog, I just can't get that singing frog out of my head. That's hello, the only thing I. <laughs> it's the only thing I associate with the love and the frog nowadays. Yeah, we really should have put that in one of the favorite segments, eh? Maybe next week. Still can. Be. <laughs> but yep, that is my segment for the week. Nothing too crazy. I know this week's been pretty hectic with everything going on with the Fourth of July and stuff. So that would be a nice, fun. One to end the week on for us. Yeah, good segment. Um, yeah, so this is what? I think episode 95, so we still got, or 96, I don't even know at this point, but we still got a little ways to go to episode 100, uh, and we'll talk more about that as we get closer to it. you guys uh, have anything to say before we get going? Yeah. I want to say congratulations to one of my favorite listeners, Chris Shum. Ah, yes. yes. That's my boy. And he got engaged over the weekend. I want to say congrats, because I know he'll hear this eventually. <laughs> and those of you who should remember him from a couple episodes back where we talked about TikTok. He was our first ever CEO on the on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that guy's the GOAT. And I want to thank American Spirits. Um, may they continue on in our hearts. Uh, but... For the use of their song ADHD at the top and bottom of this podcast. 
Thank you, Sergerberger, for all the beeps and boops that you supply us throughout the podcast. Wow, dude. For the first time ever, Zach had the option to do fan service, and he didn't do it. All right, Josh. It's your opportunity for the first time in a year, probably. <laughs> I want to thank all the listeners out there. We've had a few really good weeks uh, this month as far as downloads and everything like that. So thank you to everyone out there listening, and thank you to the guests that have been coming on. If anyone out mm-hmm. there listening wants to be on the podcast, just reach out. Let us know through our Twitter or through our uh, email, which is hooliganradio23 at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to have you on. Yeah, dude, Elijah could have just asked nicely to be on the podcast, but no, he had to knock my ass out. What the fuck? Right. Then he had to turn my computer off because he's a bully. <laughs> just straight up bully. All right, you can find me on the internet at email Uncle Tito. That's it. Everywhere on the internet. That's me. Yeah. And Zach the Pigeon for myself here. And Josh See how easy it is? On yeah, you just got rid of the other ones. That's my boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. I think Are that's you, it. You ready? Back. Me? Uh, I've been born ready for this. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Bye-bye. Bye.